Many restaurant owners breathed a sigh of relief this week when the city's ban on polystyrene containers abruptly halted. The foam ban was an attempt to reduce non-biodegradable waste and passed the city council with a 7-2 vote. However, legal threats from the California Restaurant Association have forced the city to do a thorough environmental impact report, something likely to take months. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. David Garrick, you cover City Hall for the Union-Tribune. And recently there was a kind of a dramatic shift with the so-called styrofoam ban recently. How did this happen? Well, uh, the California Restaurant Association apparently had been waiting for a while to file a lawsuit against the city that adopted a ban on polystyrene, Mm -hmm. which is more familiarly known as styrofoam. That's a name brand, like tissue versus Kleenex. Uh, Anyway, and San Diego is the largest city in the state of California to do this. Uh, Los Angeles hasn't done it yet. And so they decided this was the the city that they were going to target. They filed a lawsuit in March. The city said they were going to continue on with the ban, but they've decided now that they're going to do what the lawsuit requested, which was to do an environmental analysis, a thorough one called an environmental impact report, which costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And let's step back to when this was first put into place. Why did the city rush to get this on the books? Well, I don't know if they necessarily rushed. I mean, they, they didn't do an EIR, but none of the other 120 cities that did this did an EIR either. Mm-hmm. I think the theory was this is going to improve the environment by getting these foam things out of the way that are getting into to a fish's mouth and poisoning us, and they're mm-hmm. all over the beaches. So it seemed like a no-brainer that it would improve the environment. Uh, but the California Restaurant Association, and of course, the reason they're involved is because restaurant owners, a lot of lower uh, income restaurants use these foam because they're, they're foam trays and stuff. We've all gotten them in takeout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're less expensive than paper and plastic. So they do it to save money. California Restaurant Association says it's not a guarantee that this is actually going to help the environment because the replacement products these restaurants use, maybe they're even worse for the environment and it's something the city needs to study. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I noticed in this change. Before you used to get like smaller styrofoam boxes and now it tends to be that same kind of large paper one with the wax inside. It seems like they're always like almost too big for whenever I get takeout. No, I, I, I wouldn't dispute that. And it's possible that the truth will end up being on the side of the Restaurant Association. But I have to say, talking to experts, it sounds like this is just a delaying tactic and also maybe a scare tactic mm-hmm. to try to convince other cities, hey, if you want to pass this ban, you got to understand you're going to have to do an EIR, which is expensive and time-consuming. And if you're doing it as a symbolic gesture, maybe maybe some cities won't bother. I think that's the goal. I don't think they would agree that's the goal, but I've had people tell me that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And do we have any reliable data or even like any anecdotal evidence of when the span was in effect, just how fewer bits of trash there were around because we just had those storms and that's usually when all of the trash kind of gets pushed up to the ocean. So have we seen that? We haven't, but the, the Surfrider Foundation says that the other cities that have adopted it do have verifiable proof that there has been an improvement. I haven't seen those studies, but they say they exist, and I'm sure during the course of the CIR, they'll probably, the IR is short for Environmental Impact Report, mm-hmm. during the process of that, they'll probably you know bring those studies forward to show that. I imagine they'll be among the many things that they will study. Mm-hmm. And one, to, one point to make is that the Surfrider Foundation would say that even if the other uh, elements are going to be stuff that you can't recycle, if they're, they're biodegradable. So if, if they're sitting in a landfill, a paper product uh, mm-hmm. thing, that's going to biodegrade and, and go back into the, the environment. Whereas these foam things are made out of this highly c- compressed chemical plastic foam, mm-hmm. and they never biodegrade. They'll stay foam forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that certainly has a lasting impact, you know. 
thousands and thousands of years. And, and I think the reason the momentum behind this has grown in recent years is because they've been, they've been studying fish and they've seen in their stomachs there's a bunch of these because they mistake the foam particles. They break down a little bit into smaller particles. Mm-hmm. They mistake it for food. So then they eat it and then we're eating fish, so we eat it. It's a known carcinogen, so that's a lot of the concern. Mm-hmm. So I, now that this has been, um, you know, temporarily stayed, I suppose, as this EIR process goes through, what is the timeline in the future? Like, how long do they expect this to take? City wouldn't tell me how long they, they would expect it. EIRs can vary, uh, but typically when you're, when you're forced to do an environmental analysis, you can do a mitigated negative declaration. That's a really short one. That takes a few weeks. Mm-hmm. An EIR typically takes several months. Sometimes if you're doing an EIR on something extremely complicated, it can take like two years. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing this one won't be one of those. I'm guessing it'll be several months up to a year, but it, it's just a guess. One, one point I wanted to make was that it just I don't want to be unfair to the Restaurant Association and to the foam industry. They contend that styrofoam is recyclable. Mm-hmm. The question is, what's the definition of recyclable? It can be recycled, but there is no market for it. Mm-hmm. And so when you recycle something, but there's no market for it, then it really maybe doesn't matter that it's recyclable. But I, that's a debatable question. And I want to make sure I got their side in there. Mm-hmm, certainly. And I guess within City Hall and the, the city generally, who are the people that were the most for this ban in the first place? Just kind of give me the, a, a sign of the political landscape here. Yeah, it was approved on a 7-2 to two party line vote with the two Republicans, Chris Kate and Scott Sherman, voting against it, and the council's six Democrats and independent Mark Kersey voting for it. Um, and uh, Chris Chris Ward was the one spearheading it, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because he doesn't actually have any beachfront area in his district. He represents downtown. But all the Democrats on the council were, were strongly for it. It's a... It's a I guess you'd call it a no-brainer, pro-environment uh, piece of legislation. At least they would contend that. Mm-hmm. And the mayor? Uh, the mayor had an op- well. The mayor didn't have an opportunity to veto it uh, with, with, without being overridden. The mayor didn't veto it, but the mayor had not expressed strong support for it. And I think the business community felt like it was maybe an onerous regulation. There's a lot of small businesses that have very narrow margins. And if you're a small taco shop or pizza place and you're using foam containers and you're barely making ends meet, and then even though it may only cost you $150, $200 a month to switch, that $150 or $200 might be the difference between staying in business and going out of business. Mm-hmm. And restaurants historically do operate on very thin margins, so any kind of price increase does drastically affect them. And from what I understand, businesses like that, restaurants like that, are operating on the very smallest of the small margins. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So. Now that this is all going through, has there been any pushback? Because it seems like these kind of regulations, like, for instance, um, no plastic straws, have kind of gotten in this new phase of, yeah, you're doing something against the environment, but it's not actually solving a problem. There are bigger fish to fry. Has that argument kind of been floating around? I heard a lot of arguments against it, and I think that was one of them. I think the main argument was, though, a financial one that I heard. Mm -hmm. But I would have to say, in the city's defense, I mean, they really bent over backwards to try to soften how it would be implemented. Mm -hmm. Again, it's been halted now, but during the the spring, they were issuing waivers. Like, uh, they issued waivers to grocery stores who have bought, like, years' worth of the foam trays for meat. They issued waivers to to all businesses with uh, annual gross income of less than 500000 And that pretty much is all the businesses we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. who are operating on those thin margins. Interestingly, that waiver was going to expire on February 22nd. So those businesses had sort of been girding for this big day coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully they didn't make too many preparations and buy a bunch of paper products. Well, for the environment's sake, maybe we hope they did. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, but so now they've got a sense of relief and and they'll get get a respite with, it sounds like, of roughly a year. Mm -hmm. But my point on the waivers was the city realized that this was a significant change for a lot of businesses. And so the way they implemented it was sort of slowly and gently and incrementally. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this kind of seems like, you know, a step that's specific but not quite as intense as like the plastic bag ban, for instance. I think you're right. I think it has a, a lesser of impact on, on average people, mm-hmm. on the individual businesses. I mean, if you're a taco shop and you're serving 200 meals a day on foam, this was a big change for you, probably bigger than the plastic bag ban. But mm-hmm. obviously, different things affect different people. Certainly. One thing I should mention, because you mentioned the straws, that was actually part of this. Restaurants have had to ask people since February, do you want a straw? Do you want plastic? It's only on, upon request that they do that, right? So that is also halted. So theoretically mm-hmm. now, restaurants that have been doing that can stop asking and can just give you the straw without asking. Mm-hmm. All right. David Garrick, thank you so much. Thanks. In other San Diego news, retired city workers got bonus checks in their mail this week, even though the pension system is $3 billion short. The 13th check, which goes out in certain years as an additional payment on top of the regular 12-monthly distributions, was sent to more than 9,000 members of the San Diego City Employees Retirement System, or SDSERS. Checks range from about $17 to $1,760, with an average of $670. This year's total payment was 12% higher than last year. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m., On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.